0: Hey everyone, this is Ask a Badass HB, the segment of Heaving Bosoms where we get to hear from you. Join us on Monday, August 17th for part one of the Lifetime movie Psycho Stripper. We needed a little break after pleasure, so we're releasing this formerly Patreon-only content. Come for Brown Hair the Groom, but stay for all the body roll, body roll, body rolls and hashtag murderfart. Don't know what that is? Well, I guess you'll find out on Monday. And now we've got Liz and Anthony. They are true relationship goals. They're smart, funny, kind, caring, and the original HB couple. Anthony even announced their engagement in the cult before they could tell a lot of their extended personal network. They are about to bestow their bountiful and radiant presence upon us all. So
1: get stoked! Hello, Anthony and Liz. Hi. Hello. Hi. HB is out there. It has been a minute since we have recorded a new episode of Ask a Badass here. Um, but we're here with two long standing HBs, Anthony and Liz. Anthony, I think you were an HB before Liz. Yes, that absolutely. True? I was. Yeah.
2: But just very, just briefly, just yeah. so that I could uh, vet and make sure I don't <laughs> get bad podcast <laughs> recommendations.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a tough crowd right at the beginning, you know, so I can imagine just kidding it was like it was like 25 of us and and it was
2: it was just like a big house
3: party yeah exactly he's always like the more committed hb i feel like i'm always like a bit lackluster on the social media and uh i tend to have a backlog of podcast episodes to catch up on and he's usually right on uh on the most recent ones and
1: when I um, switched jobs, I had I went from a 45-minute commute to a seven-minute commute, and so you just don't – like, it would take me an entire week to finish a whole um, podcast episode, and now I have zero commute. So you can imagine, mm. I don't get a lot of listening done. I listened at the grocery store. I had to run into the grocery store, and so I put my headphones in because it also, like, helps with the grocery store anxiety that it yep. is these days. <laughs> It's a wild world out there. Um, But anyway, you guys have been HBs for a very long time. Yes.
2: Yeah. I think when I started listening to the podcast, there were like 20 ish, between Mm -hmm. 20 and 25 episodes, I think. Um, Mm Yeah. And we were in right on the ground floor when the cult started up. Yeah. You
1: were also, Anthony, you were one of our first dudes.
2: I believe that is correct. uh, (laughs) To join
1: the, you might have been the first dude. Maybe Michael. Melody's husband, Michael, might have been in there.
2: Yeah, as or her like brother, a, I think, maybe. got in really early Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah.
1: Right. But have you guys been reading romance for a long time prior to Heaving Bosoms? or? So, I mean, maybe that's part of the irony is that Anthony had not read any
3: romance before uh, he started listening to the podcast, but knew that I had mm-hmm. um, been reading romance and really enjoyed it. So that was why he recommended it to me. But I, I guess I started reading romance maybe a couple years before Mm -hmm. the podcast. I started reading like late in college. Yeah,
1: I feel like I feel like that's pretty similar to when I started. It was like I was at a summer camp somewhere. And you've like had those books that were just left or something behind by like a counselor or something. You just find it yeah. on a shelf, and then that's that was the awakening. Sex books. Yeah, um, yeah. So they and then Anthony, you joined the romance party since listening to Heaving Bosoms.
2: Yeah, for me that was basically my whole on ramp. Um, yeah, I was drawn to the contemporaries right away. Mm-hmm. So I think the first one that I listened to on audiobook was A Princess in Theory. That was one of the initial two-parters that they were doing on the podcast, and it worked out really well because I think Melody ended the first part by giving a ringing endorsement for the book and telling everybody to run out and read it before part two, and so I did. Uh,
1: Follow directions. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's really the most important part about being part of a cult is listening to directions, so you're doing a great job. Yeah, I've had a couple of books. I did that with – I hadn't read The Kiss Quotient, before mm-hmm. the second part of that book. And I was like, I better go read this because I I want to read. I knew it was on my I'm I'm super cheap, so cheap. And so I like save up my little pennies or my like Amazon like shipping credits, you know, when they give you the credits for doing the delayed shipping. I save all those up and then I buy a book with them.
2: That's smart. But that it's
1: smart. And, <laughs> and then otherwise I do Kindle Unlimited. So anyway, it was like a $7.99 book. So that was a little rich for my blood at the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just shows your dedication.
1: I, know. I paid $7.99 to not be spoiled <laughs> instead of saving all my shipping credits or whatever I was doing.
3: I feel like the two of us tend to be very frugal in all things, except when it comes
1: to books. And
3: we're like, yeah,
1: indulge. in a book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember which one I looked at just recently. And it might have actually been Bride Test. I can't remember. But it was like a book was like $13.99. I was like, what is this <laughs> world? This yeah. is not even an actual paper book I can hold. This book is thirteen ninety nine. Authors out there, don't be offended. It has nothing. This is not. This is a reflection on me alone, and not on. I know it's, that books are expensive and cost money to make and mm-hmm. promote and everything. I get it. I'm just cheap.
2: Yeah, I I'm very thankful for the cult members who regularly post when there are specials or deals oh, yeah. going on because
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, I always rush out to pick them all up and then. Mm-hmm. What we try to do is, especially if there are any that we really like, or if the author really clicks with us, then we oftentimes end up also buying a paperback version. So, (laughs) But we use the deals as our trial run.
1: Absolutely. And I have not read an actual paper, paper book in forever because I just don't I just don't know like I got back into I got back into reading when I was on maternity leave when I had my phone and then you always had your phone and you have a baby on you and Mm -hmm. you don't want to move and so you just have your phone and then you just read on your phone and then that's all I've ever done so I can't get back into paper books but there is something so nice about holding an actual book isn't there it's just yes comforting I only buy my kids actual paper books for their reading i don't know yeah. i just i'm a complicated human being but liz you have to spend a lot of your life reading is that accurate to is that a true statement
3: that is i mean
1: yeah it's a pretty true statement it's
3: in fits and verse though but i uh all of that is digital um so the i am a scientist and so the the reading that i do is all it's from
1: scientific journals mostly but then all of that's online so, for those of you that maybe weren't paying attention, um, back in the cult, I don't know, was that a month ago? Was it two months ago? It I was don't... March. So. <laughs> oh God! Yes, stands. time has no meaning. Oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> uh, so back in March, uh, Liz did a defense, her thesis defense, dissertation defense. I'm going to use all the words. Yeah, throw them all in there. Sure. See what um, sticks. Presentation, and it was supposed to be in front of a big crowd, right? Yeah, and it yeah. got coveted. And got the COVIDs. and and so we all watched it. And it was great. I didn't know half of what you were talking about. <laughs>
3: yeah, really- it was uh, I will say it did uh, it was one of many things that have gotten cancelled because of COVID. Oh, yeah. um, but in some ways it was nice because it you know, it's traditionally something that's done on the university's campus and then um, oftentimes family will come in for it and maybe like friends who are around will show up for it because it's public
1: and we'll all sit and smile and nod right yes
3: yes um but you have to be in the location where it is to be able to attend yeah and so since you know travel was a huge issue because of covid but also Mm -hmm. It wasn't permitted to be on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it all virtually, but it meant that I could then invite people to come and watch it who would never have been able to be where it was at. For yeah, uh, like for the half real of thing. the geriatric friendship cult. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of HBs were there, and then um, friends like far flung from college who are yeah. all over the place and family even people from all who over probably
1: did know what you were talking about and were interested but weren't local to where you were at, which well, is-
3: I don't, I don't know how far I'd go with that one as far as like interested and knowing what I was talking about, but uh, wanting okay. to be there to be supportive for sure. Okay, yes.
1: We'll just leave it at supportive. Yeah. Um, but that is one of the things that I love about the cult in general, because people are just like DTF to support whoever. And um, and that's just super. I love it. So anyways, I was happy to be there. I don't remember what I was supposed to be doing that day, but I definitely was watching you defend your thesis. So that was cool.
3: It was um, very cool to see all the people who uh, who logged on for it. Of course, I was trying not to pay attention to it because <laughs> I was trying to focus on what I was doing. Yeah. So Anthony was then scrolling through all the people who had uh, logged into the Zoom call. So. Yeah,
1: that was cool. And then Anthony, were you just like sitting at the table like right near her? I was like silently cheering, (laughs) holding up signs. Were you pulling a love actually with signs of like. I was
2: I was not. I was trying (laughs) to avoid any any possible action that could be construed as distracting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh, This would be my least. I would be the least successful at this. I would just I would just be constantly staring at the person talking like. You good? You doing good? Can I help (laughs) in any way? By the way, I just want everyone to know that that is the second time on my segment podcast segment that I have referenced holding up signs like in love, actually. So (laughs) I don't know. uh, I don't know what it is about that part of the movie that stuck out to me, but that's a reference I'm going to continue to use. It's Um, It's versatile. Yeah, I don't know. I would be really terrible. I'm also bad at like not making sounds um in general so i think i would just be the most distracting what did you do with your cat did you have a cat yet we did not yet oh okay yeah Good.
2: pre-cat
1: thank goodness oh my god i didn't even think about how complicated <laughs> that would have been <laughs> can you imagine? She, probably she interrupts you finally now. yeah you probably were finally like oh we can get a cat now because <laughs> yeah. i'm done with my thesis <laughs> yeah how is how is she doing do they have a cat so you guys uh anthony and liz adapted a COVID. a, a like a quarantine cat you have a quarantine pet
3: (laughs) it was a quarantine slash furlough kitten (laughs) yes Um, so no she's good she is very
2: spoiled because we're just home all the time (laughs) yeah we're also in the process of packing up our apartment for a move in the fall and so she is loving that she now has uh boxes towers of boxes all over the place to climb on and play in
1: I have a very not a very old cat. He's probably thirteen, but he is a twenty five pound cat. So uh your That's cat is cat. probably yep. seven pounds, I'm gonna say.
2: About eight. About yep. eight <laughs> yeah. pounds,
1: yeah. <laughs> I was eyeballing. I saw this yeah. cat on video chat She's the other day. Yeah. So my cat is three to 3.5 times or however many <laughs> maths that is. Your cat. And he doesn't get into boxes because he will not get out of them again. he mm-hmm. um, cannot he he can jump surprisingly high. He will surprise you at the ways that he can jump up on things, but when he jumps down, everybody knows about it because it's like a bowling ball has dropped yeah. onto the floor. Yeah. It is crazy. So he's not, but he's not into like exploring boxes or anything like that. That's not his style anymore. The box will come to him as more his theory. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we have a, <laughs> a close friend, someone in Liz's grad program, who is also a, a cult member in HB. Hi, Sarah.
3: Hi, Sarah. Uh, Hi, Sarah.
2: She has a cat named Oscar who was very large and had to go on a weight loss journey. And Which, because
1: yeah. of course, she's also a scientist, she uh-huh. made an Excel sheet. Um, I think we've gone off track, which is yeah. not surprising in any way. I'm going to skip to, th- I don't know, um, my... I printed out your survey. I, I in Ooh, case okay. anyone's new to the new to this segment, I'd send a, a survey to um, any prospective people interested. Hey, Minerva, prospective <laughs> people interested <laughs> in being on the segment, and it's called the uh, Ask a Badass Podcast Anal Prep Box, and which is now relevant again because Mastered by Her Mates was uh, re-released, so it made its
2: triumphant return. That's mm-hmm. a yeah,
1: that's a current callback. And anyway, I printed it out, but it doesn't have page numbers, so I don't really remember what order it goes in. So we're just going to go to this part. All right? And uh, and it's going to be, what are you guys passionate about? Because it's now new and different and, and changed from what it is when you filled it out months and months ago.
2: Yeah. yeah so the, <laughs> the change was that when we filled it out initially, what I said were my passions were wedding and honeymoon planning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which neither of those have happened. So we've had a <laughs> slight uh, change in perspective.
3: Yeah. But yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I I was saying uh, earlier offline that one of the great things about quarantine, one of the few great things about being stuck at home <laughs> all the time is how uh, easy it has been to knock books off my to be read list. Yeah. So I would say that really, maybe it makes sense for a reading podcast, but. Uh, reading has been one of my big passions lately that I've made a it's big definite, dent in our yeah. large pile of backlog of books.
1: Uh, what have you been reading right now?
2: Um, I bounce back and forth a lot. So I, I've i been trying to get a little bit into um, Terry Pratchett's Discworld stuff. So I've been checking some of those books out from the library and reading if, those. If
1: maybe like you were talking to somebody who doesn't read anything but romance, how would you describe what those books are and what kind of genre they are.
2: (laughs) So that is, it is fantasy. Yeah. Okay. um, But it is part fantasy, but part humor. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's a very dry British humor. And basically it reminds me of if each book was like a long form uh, Monty Python skit that came to life. Cool. uh, In this kind of elaborate fantasy world that he's got set up. So um, yeah, so I've been doing some of those, which are a nice light break from real life. Um, I've been trying to kind of mix in every other book or so with some nonfiction and particularly over the last couple months trying to dig into the anti-racism reading lists a little bit yeah. and trying mm-hmm. to use books as my way to, uh, engage when I can with, with that part of what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. and then mixing in romance as a little escapism too. Yeah. And, uh, I've been re-listening to, um, the Reluctant Royal series by Alyssa Cole. I like those ones mm-hmm. a lot. Um, yeah. Those do you do a
1: lot of audio books?
2: I almost always have an audio book in progress. So if there's one that was available from the library, I'm usually listening to that. Or if I don't have anything available, I'll usually grab something from our audible backlog. Um, mm-hmm. But I do. It's been too hot here to do a lot of running lately, but I do audio books when I run and I do them when I commute or if I am just have time to kill around the house for chores.
1: So, Liz, what have you been doing? What have you been up to? Because you, I guess you had said finishing grad school originally was one of your passions. But it's yeah, done
3: now. I did that, which I'm very happy that, that Is it is weird. Done. Honestly, not really, just because nothing has really changed all that much for me. <laughs> yeah. Um I was lucky enough to be rehired by uh, the the scientists that I was working for in grad school over the summer. So I had continuous employment. Mm-hmm. So it's really just been continuing all of my work from grad school. It's just still what I'm doing um, day to day. (laughs) But um, it's nice because it's giving me time to, like, actually finish projects. Because, I I mean, I had my dissertation, which was finished. um, But then for, like, the, I don't know, quote-unquote currency of science to get um, peer-reviewed, published articles out, um, that takes It's a little bit more involved of a process, so I'm able to take some of the chapters of my thesis and we're making them into manuscripts to get submitted for publication. Uh, And
1: do you have any goals for that as far as like, like, do you, are you hoping just to be published like one time or like you have a specific publication in mind or I don't even know how this works. I used to have a science background. Doesn't it sound like (laughs) I, I took many science courses, including things where I had to read peer reviewed science studies and yet. It doesn't come across very well in I my mean, daily day life. Honestly, but, uh, you're
3: doing great. <laughs> I mean, you're asking the questions. So Well, oftentimes my I family think, is yeah. just like cool, uh, science, microscope. Uh, <laughs> Don't I know feel, what other words are. I
1: feel like anything can be accomplished with enthusiasm. So, you know, yeah. like that's just what carries me through.
3: Yeah. No, but to to answer your question, I, I have um I do have one like primary research article where I'm first author published already. Um, so that was kind of like the major goal, but then I have two more that I'd really like to get finished and out there, um, by the end of the summer. So that's kind of my, my goals there. Um, but it's been nice, just really like the stress relief of not having to like be constantly thinking about needing to defend, I feel like has opened up a lot more mental energy. Yeah. Um, and so with that, uh, we very eagerly took on the challenge of starting a book club for um, a bunch of our friends. Yeah. So we're doing it um, like completely virtually since quarantine. Yeah. Um, and it allows us to um, to have people join from all over the place, yeah. which is nice. And uh, that has been really cool. What's so your book
1: club reading right now?
3: Right now we're reading The Power by Naomi
2: Alderman
1: cool if you were going to describe that book to somebody that only reads romance (laughs) what would that be about and maybe what genre is it
2: (laughs) so i think it would be best classified as like speculative fiction probably um it is it's a world in which all of a sudden something triggered a genetic change in humanity to where uh women starting with like teenage girls i guess and then older got the ability to like Emit electric shocks from their Whoa. hands. Um, yeah. Isn't so there an
1: X-Man like that?
2: Probably. probably. I don't know all my X-Men very well.
1: Who's uh, uh,
3: Gray? Who's that? Jean Gray? Jean Gray. Jean Gray. No, she's telekinetic. And then there's, ah, uh, there's Rogue, but she freezes people
1: or something and then know.
2: storm does a if lot storm
1: does if, some if you're a listener out there that knows <laughs> that's sitting there just yelling yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> we're sorry <laughs> so, i've seen the movies <laughs> i don't know i uh, haven't i don't know why i brought up a reference that i don't really know okay yeah Keep going. It's,
2: <laughs> yeah it's so basically this power emerges and it can be anything from like a, a light tingle or a warning to basically um it can kill it can be a deadly power so the story is tracking sort of how that change kind of flipped the world on its head and changed the entire power dynamics in the mm-hmm. world because women are no longer sort of uh, physically in yeah. danger from being around you know men who might be bigger than them or yes. you know might be armed or whatever because they sort of have this inherent deadly weapon all the time. Sure. And so it's it's an interesting approach because it's written as like a far future author writing kind of a historical based on true events history of how the world changed when this happened. So it's, it's good. It's, we're about halfway through it so far. That sounds really Thursday, great but It's good
1: for somebody that might read something that's not right.
3: <laughs> yeah. I will say, so Anthony spent all this time talking about like all the different kinds of books that he's reading at any one time and that he generally appreciates. And I <laughs> generally stay in my lane. So it's like, Romance, where, like, for a long time I was only reading historicals and, like, generally only, like, Regency historicals. Mm-hmm. And then... Was uh, it,
1: because it because it wasn't trashy if it was a historical? Because that's why I read historicals for the longest time. It was because... I was like, this is history. <laughs> I'm reading facts right now.
3: Okay? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was partly that. It was partly, like, a, an escapism element. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't, yeah, for sure. I currently don't, like, still don't really like reading anything for the most part, that's contemporary, just because I'm like, eh, it's like, my you don't want to world. read about
1: like, like, like someone going to Target or whatever. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Totally
3: and like, that. so before I went to romance and sort of broadened my horizons in that direction, it was like all fantasy or sci-fi all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, And so like that, like hardcore escapism element where it's just like, it's never like our current world and universe was sort of a cornerstone to what I was looking for uh-huh. in reading. So I needed to stick with that at least a little bit with a historical context.
2: Absolutely. Um,
3: but I'm trying to use book club to broaden my horizons a little bit. And uh, so we try to do a different genre um, each time.
1: Uh, do you guys have any uh, lady loves?
2: Yeah. So we have been stuck at home forever, uh-huh. which is not always conducive to doing a lot of fun things, but, Uh, Especially at the beginning when it was still cold outside, we were enjoying doing a lot of just nights crashed on the couch with reading or making a Mm -hmm. fire and making mixed drinks and watching some Netflix or whatever. So we were trying to make the most of time at home. So I guess that's my lady love is trying to uh, enjoy your space even when you are stuck there and can't leave it.
1: My cocktail game is top of the line right now. I have embraced the cocktail game being quarantined, just so you know. I made watermelon margaritas the other day.
2: Mm-hmm. I feel like were we very need good. You to teach us. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we need. To we're pretty friend. basic.
1: <laughs> it's well, it's one of those things when you have a lot of time. You know what I mean? Where you're like, I mean, why can't I just puree this whole watermelon? You know what yeah. I mean? What's yeah. stopping me? So <laughs> nothing, n- r- literally nothing. Um, <laughs> Liz, did you have any other good ones? Um, I don't know. I feel like my lady love is
3: sort of always like reaching out to like friends or family that might be further away or that you don't talk to too often. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's with quarantine, lots of people have been doing like group happy hours or like family calls and things like that. But it can sometimes be a little chaotic having Mm -hmm. a lot of people on a call. And I've really been loving book club for getting all of our friends all over the place together. But again, it's, I mean, that has like a focused intent and also it's like a lot of people that even just like a regular old fashioned phone call mm-hmm. um, is something that is really nice. I have um, a long standing, uh, I guess, pattern with one of my um, really close girlfriends from growing up where we'll, if we were driving somewhere or we try to do it semi-regularly, we'll just call and we usually end up being mm-hmm. on the phone for like an hour. And it's just, it's just really nice.
1: Are you guys ready for a lightning round? Yes. Well,
2: maybe. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm as ready as I'm going to be.
1: As any of you guys know that have listened before to this segment of the podcast, this ain't a lightning round. I've never been lightning. I don't know what it is. It's just we'll call it a lightning round because that's a familiar term people know. Uh, Let me ask you questions in a semi quick order. okay? and what are we going to do? Okay, uh, Liz, do you have a favorite trope romance trope? So I,
3: I have to say I do. But I don't really come across it that often, so I don't really. It's not like I stick with it, but uh, I, I just I love an amnesia story. Don't
1: <gasps> have I you lie. read Have you read Cowboy to Remember? No. Again, um, I'm, I'm
3: staying in my lane generally oh, that's with right. the
1: historical... <laughs> Yes, that's true. Uh, not American Cow- times. Cow- Cow- America Cowboy- times. Cowboy semester. to Remember. It's a contemporary. Ooh. Ooh. It's written by Rebecca Weatherspoon. Okay. It's <clears throat> sorry. It's not a lightning round, everybody. Um, <laughs> it's an amnesia story i don't think this is spoilers i will um and it is contemporary it's basically dudes that live near um los angeles that own a ranch so they're like modern day cowboys and the woman gets amnesia and she has she um goes back home by this ranch to recover and has to re-meet all these these hot cowboy dudes from her childhood it's not multiple dudes that she's involved with is one dude. But um, but anyway, it's it's an amnesia story and it's pretty good. I Sounds would, good. I would I will re- look into it. it. I would recommend it Um, anyway. Sorry, Anthony. I know that you read a lot of well, I think I already know the answer to this. You need, read a lot of different types of books. Do you have a go to author for romance? But you could also tell me your go to author non romance.
2: My go to author for romance is probably Christina Lauren, um, mm-hmm. particularly their rom coms. Um, mm mm-hmm. My go to author outside of romance. I don't know. My favorite author is probably his name's Alan First, and he writes spy novels from Mm -hmm. like World War II era. Um, But his are big books and they're kind of complex and hard to get through. So they're not great for escapism, but those are probably my two go things. You have to
1: use your brain a lot for those. Not into that. Um, Sounds great for someone else, though. (laughs) (laughs) Liz, do you have a favorite carb? Bread. Of all kinds, just bread. I love bread. Bread, bread, bread. Yes. Um, do okay. I'm gonna di- I'm gonna ask a second part. Okay. Do you have a favorite kind of bread?
3: Oh. Hmm. Favorite
1: kind of bread. If I tell you mine, will it help? Yeah. Mine is focaccia.
3: Mm. I like like French bread. Hmm.
1: Like mm. a baguette, like mm-hmm. long skinny. Mm-hmm. Long skinny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like great good a good crust on it mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> Anthony do you have a favorite carb
2: my favorite carb is donuts oh uh, what kind my favorite are the like Boston cream like the custard filled gross with chocolate icing
1: gross <laughs> can I can I take <laughs> what a, a waste moment to tell a story right now though yeah absolutely. I, okay. So, I don't want to think about Boston cream donuts anymore. Oh Just no. kidding, Anthony. All donuts are valid. All donuts are valid. That would not be my choice. Um, what would your
2: choice be? Oh
1: God. Okay. Um, an donuts old-fashioned sour, old-fashioned sour cream donut. Uh, yeah. Part- Part A. If I'm thinking non-filled, okay. Okay. Non-filled. If I'm thinking filled, it has to be a jelly donut, preferably raspberry jelly.
2: I'm not going to turn down either of those. So pretty <laughs> much all, all donuts are good donuts.
1: I, so I've had many. Sorry, Liz, you have a story. I'm I haven't forgotten. No, uh, no you keep I going. Have I'll, I'll, I'll jump. A lot of events about. So have you ever gone to like Dunkin' Donuts or whatever and got what you thought was a chocolate long john, and then surprise, it has Bavarian cream filling or whatever the fuck, and it's a surprise, and all of a sudden you just have like. This cream filling, and this is not a sex joke, but you just have it all over you, <laughs> and and I have many memories of my sister and I trying to like scoop the cream filling out to like remake the chocolate long john because we were so disappointed and surprised oh, no. and <laughs> disgusted. And anyway, surprise, so, surprise, busted! <laughs> surprise cream <laughs> filling is just never a good, never a good thing. Yeah, I
2: didn't realize I was triggering some deep <laughs> repressed trauma with my answer. <laughs>
1: I have a lot of donut opinions, okay? (laughs) Okay, Liz, what's your story? So my story
3: (laughs) was just that Anthony and I have been together, like, we've been dating since 2012. Uh And I only found out last year that he had this, like, long-standing love affair with donuts. And... I we were at we were hanging out with friends and we were kind of doing a similar thing of like what is your favorite, yeah. you know, foods and like no hesitation, Anthony goes, Donuts and I just stared at him. I was like, What do you mean donuts? Like I didn't know you love like I feel like I should know this about you. It's been seven <laughs> years and it's I'm like, you never have any donuts. And he's like, yeah, because I'm trying to like eat well. And if I have one
1: donut, I'm going to have
3: like a dozen a donuts. A dozen donuts.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, had, I totally I get it. I was
2: <laughs> I had no idea that he loved donuts so much. I can't let myself indulge that love all that often.
1: <laughs> but Anthony, if you were going to Bing boom bong something, what would it be? I was looking through my list, but then I could only read ones that I already done. So I got confused.
2: Mm, I guess- probably the one I would be passionate about would just be anything soccer related I would love to talk about it forever and uh that would be my bing boom bong is let's answer questions and talk about soccer
1: did you play soccer or you just like soccer
2: I just like it I've not played growing up great I have never played rugby but
1: I know a weird amount of facts about rugby yeah yes yes I watch rugby almost daily
2: that's awesome. Uh, Give
1: YouTube. us some factoids. Now I want now I want information. <laughs> Did you know that there's a player? Literally the position name is the first five eighths. Yeah. He's huh? the first five eighths. That's the That's, position he plays.
2: That sounds like something oh, that wow. you would be in Quidditch.
1: Yeah. And then like <laughs> the number on the rugby jersey, it's like it's like one through fifteen. And the fifteen is the position number. Okay. And so, like, if you're a 15 on a one team, you would play a 15 on the other team. You don't get to choose your number.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I still haven't really figured out what the purpose of a scrum is. It's like how they restart play. But I know I it's a thing. I don't really get, like, what the goal is. Or why they do it? I think it's Bonding. just like yeah, like just <laughs> I want to put my head next to another dude's butt. Just and, for a sense of intimacy, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's I mean it's like a team. I had like a team building exercise, I suppose. Anyway, those are those are my very small on the spot factoids. First five eighths though, isn't that a weird one? There's weird, also yeah. like three or four different types of rugby, mm-hmm. like like there's, you know what like, I mean. Lead different lead like rugby leads. and there's- yeah super sets like um super 15s or something like that and then there's sevens which is like it's really fast paced it's only seven players they have a smaller field those are i could keep going i read a lot of (laughs) rugby books and then i watch a lot of rugby and let's be honest it started out as just my interest in hot dudes but it it has expanded from there liz do you have a favorite smell
2: no probably something floral
1: i guess it would probably be something floral
2: <laughs> it's your go-to candle choice
3: yeah i like yeah i like like lavender like uh-huh. jasmine flavor. oh jasmine's scented, one of my scented. favorites
1: yeah it's definitely one of my favorites okay are you guys ready
3: i don't know
2: yes
1: if you guys could dispense one condiment oh, from your belly button, what would it be? You can choose separate ones. It doesn't have to be the same one.
2: That's good. That's good. I don't, don't, think, enjoy I don't, belly button. I don't think we would choose the same cream one either. Anthony's <laughs> uh, I think mine would probably be buffalo sauce. It's very versatile. You can go okay. on a lot of stuff. Spice up any meal.
1: So is it like horseradish Like Like I've always tried to pinpoint what makes buffalo sauce hmm. different from other sauces. Is it horseradish? I don't,
2: I don't know. know. It's... It's like basically just butter and pepper or whatever, whatever yeah, pepper flavors. I think the
1: spice is a pepper base. Yeah. But huh. Who knows? Other than a horseradish base. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm I've boom always, boom it's, it's is different.
2: not Buffalo, buffalo
1: sauce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just got a whole series of um, sauces from this company, Dave's Hot Sauce. And one of them is a garlic red pepper sauce. And it is very, very good. Um, it's like, s- it's like slightly spicy, maybe, but not really spicy, but it's just really flavorful and it is very yummy. Uh, okay. Liz, what I would it be? you forgot about me. No, I know. <laughs> an elephant never forgets. Uh, I guess, I don't
3: know. It'd probably be barbecue sauce.
1: It okay. What kind?
3: Versatile. There's kinds? I don't know. Yes.
1: Girl. Uh, <laughs> there's white barbecue sauce. There's mustard based. There's honey barbecue sauce. There's like... The um, North Carolina style. I don't know. What's the kind that we buy? That kind. Um,
2: (laughs) It's just like a little tangy honey barbecue, I guess. Yeah. great. what we buy.
3: Yeah. Great. I don't know. I'm useless. I'm not a condiment person.
1: You know, honestly, me either. Too much. Um, Ketchup, though. Ketchup.
3: I get, like, harangued all the time because I don't even... uh, like generally choose to put salad dressing on my salad. Me Not either! Not because it's like a me diet either. thing. Most but of just the time, I- yeah.
1: You guys, this was so great! Thank you for doing this with me.
2: You're welcome.
1: I
3: was very excited when we got the, uh, message from you about doing
1: it <laughs> I'm so happy it worked out and um, I'm happy that uh, that we were able to make this happen so thank you guys any parting notes any words of wisdom any things you need to get off your chest before we sign off I don't think so alright well keeping a badass and love yourself as much as you love heaving bosoms yeah will yeah. do yeah that <laughs>
0: then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lila's. Okay, back to the show.